the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are here to start another show of the week. I tell you, Larry, we had a show plan, and as often happens, you know, sometimes we just get a little long-winded about something, and we didn't get to cover something last week, yep. and, and you said how many? Five people? Yeah, I had five people call me and say I was all prepared to find out how my personality affects my health, and you put it off till next week. Yeah, so I, I'm saying we better just go ahead and do this Let's first because you never know where the show goes. That's right. And uh, But it is, it is an interesting, you know, some of these articles, a lot of the articles in, in all all healthcare and everything else, you, you you look at the headline and it can really draw you yeah. in. And sometimes it can be a little disappointing. It's not what you ex- right. expected, but this one should be, yeah, should this be really is, interesting. This is, and, you know, the issue is could your personality be harming you or is your personality actually helping you to live longer? Right, right. And those are some pretty interesting questions. There are. I mean, I think there's some things that you sort of like right up front, you kind of know certain things. And, and, but a lot of times it's not, if you look at the data, it doesn't really back up what you might expect people to be like. That's right. Well, let's get started, Larry. But, you know, we know a lot of different personality types. And it's interesting that the way that we behave and the Mm -hmm. habits that we have many times result in the personality type that has a direct connection to our health. Right, right, which makes yeah. which makes sense because yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's a repeatable thing. You're you're behaving and making right. choices in a certain way. And, and how many people do we know that today the world is moving so fast, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. that people are so stressed out. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, and that that affects different people to different extents. That's right. I would, I would say it affects everyone. Yep. Uh and it's it's hard to imagine anyone uh, today that that can't say you know what's your stress level and say that it's yeah. actually higher right now than it yeah. was you know three years ago. Right. Well, uh, I mean, when you think about it, gas is out of sight, food and stuff is out of sight. Uh, the the interest rate, inflation is at nine percent. Right. We have only twice in the history of the U.S. had where the inflation rate was greater than the GDP, right. and that's now and during World War II. Yep. You know that reminds me. I don't, do you ever hear a thing called the uh, the misery index? I have heard of the misery so, right. index. So yes. the misery index is you know it's an economic measurement, right. which right. you wouldn't expect it. You wouldn't expect it would have been so creatively, you know, called out decades and decades ago. But the original one that just looked at the inflation rate mm-hmm. and the unemployment rate, right? Those, and it was the, right. uh, the unemployment rate type. I don't know what I know. There, it's down to there's four different. They're U one two three and four. Okay, and so I think it looked at the U two, which meant that like in U four, it was people that they were so they were so unemployed that they weren't yeah. even going to look for a job, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So so that misery index kind of goes along with that stats because it was initially described and predicted presidential election outcomes. So if the misery index was above one level, then the the president in office stayed in office. And if it was, you know, too high, then they were out. Right. right. So, so it's just kind of an interesting thing. It's, and they've really yeah. added a bunch of other factors yeah. to what would be the misery index. But that goes kind of along with this, like it how does. people feel about the situation that they're in and the decisions that they make. And, and, you know, I think politically has created a psychological problem in America where yeah. people are just taking sides. And it's almost this cancel environment that we've been talking about in the right. media. Right. And, and I think at the end of the day, the United States is very diverse. It's very geographically large. Yes. And it is probably hard to find any issue, even like what type of soda you like better, <laughs> that isn't 50-50. Exactly. You know, I yep. mean, yep. With, a, with, a, with a differentiation of maybe 5% in either direction, right? right? So, and when you have a society like that, it does feed yep. the monster of stress. Yeah. Dr. Mark, do you think knowledge and the, the impact of the internet and all this thing has added to stress and people's division in America? Well, I would say not necessarily knowledge because a lot of what we get isn't the truth. That's right. And so I would say it's information. Okay. The, the full access to information and the inability to vet whether it's true or it's not true adds to all that. Okay. And because you, can, you could absolutely find printed word, and I'm making air quotes, you know, saying sure. on the internet sure. to support absolutely anything no matter how ridiculous it's going to be there right so so with that being said you know when people have a disagreement and they want something to back it up you know i i could quote the set of facts and again air quote set of facts and you could find facts that would would go exactly against it exactly so so where does that, where does that put us? It yeah. really doesn't allow us to have any discourse to to bring you onto my thinking or right. me onto yours because right. you know we we both have facts and and we don't have a way to tell whether they're true sure, or not. Sure. Well, you know, I think profession and uh, your your job skills certainly impact your personality, or maybe it's the the other way the other around. Way around. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we have to decide whether or not personality is something that can be changed yeah. or. And, and and in this in this article, it's really personality traits. It is. And so your personality traits can change in your lifetime and do change. And you can identify a trait that may be contributing to some negative factors, and you can curb that back. And if you curb <coughs> that back, you might indeed not head down the track that, uh, right. of, of negativity or of poor health that you have. So, right. so that's kind of important to say as we get into this because okay. if we say – well, let's, we're going to talk about like the, the yeah, type A personality. Let's talk about yeah. type A personality. Right. So, but you but know. as we go through this, and we're going to say that different types of personalities, yeah. this is how it affects your health. Right. It's not you're not constricted into this. It doesn't mean that's exactly what's going to happen. Right. It, what it's really doing is it's recognizing the factors of this personality and saying it's it's leading to this. You can make adjustments, just like you know if you are. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get in my in trouble on my on my dietary selections again. Right. But let's see that you're you're a non plant based eater ninety nine percent of the time. Right. And there you're you headed, go attacking <laughs> the meat eaters again. <laughs> oh, so you, I, I, I snuck it in. I snuck it in. But uh, and being one of the meat eaters, you know, absolutely. Um, but but if you 
are headed down that way, you can make an adjustment. It's not right. much different than that type A personality. If your behavioral activity is is leading you to a more stressful road, doesn't mean you can't reduce your stress. Right. You're well, still going to be let's a type talk A about personality. Type a. You know, they're kind of known as hard driving workaholics who'll do anything to get ahead, and they're more competitive, impatient, tense, assertive, and even aggressive. And I think we've also kind of categorized the type A as a little bit obsessive compulsive. Um, not well, not not really. So okay. obsessive okay. compulsive can actually occur in in any any side of it. Okay. But but uh, but very very detail oriented. Right. Very controlling. Right. And this is like what the, what you described is the penultimate. You know, there are probably not that many people that fit that perfectly exactly. into the category. Yep. And and so, you know, what you can get, you can kind of feel that energy. You can see I'm defending this, of course, because I'm I'm clearly a, a type yep. A personality. Yep. But but I'm not aggressive. No. Um but, but type A personalities actually feel that they build their self worth off of their accomplishments. And I thought that was an interesting piece of that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. where they're, that's where they're getting that's where they're getting their happiness and their value yeah. is by setting setting a goal and achieving the goal. And so, yeah, there's a, there's always been a lot of talk about that that type A and and non-type A. So right. type A is probably the most talked about personality, but it doesn't represent right. the largest group. Right. And you know, type A is actually associated with hypertension and even increased risk of heart disease, stress. So, stress. so in yeah. order to live in that place, that that can create a lot of stress. Right. And now with all of these groups, you're, we're going to be able to point to someone that we know that fits that description yes. and live to be 99 years old, right? Yep. Um, but there, so there are certainly, these are all sort of generalizations and exceptions, but but a great example of what, what we started with is if you are a type A personality and you recognize that you're, you know, my, my blood pressure is pretty high. I'm a type and, A personality. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you can actually mitigate some of those negative health yes. effects by recognizing what's, what this cause and effect is. Well, it's interesting that you say that because 40 years ago, type A personalities were considered sevenfold increased risk of developing coronary artery disease. Sevenfold. Sevenfold. But in the recent years, type A personalities have been to come to understand in the psychology world that it's more related to anger and hostility, Dr. Mark. Right. Right. It's and that's why I say like when we describe that first thing that that doesn't I'm not sure if the description of the personality has softened to include more people that you can be a very pleasant, easy to get along with type A personality. And I, I think yep. just the the classic description doesn't really fit what we think is type A anymore. I agree. You yep. know, I, I yep. think now when you say you're type A, because frankly, I mean, it was almost or it could be. Uh, an insult, right? Right. You're like you're you're too type A. Well, and Where, you know whereas, somebody you know, will call you obsessive compulsive, right? And right. and you know and personally and and maybe I'm off mark here, but as a surgeon, I would hope you're obsessive compulsive, right? If you're operating on me. Well, I tell you, I, I've had this described to me more than once in uh-huh. a, in a really nice way. If you sort of look at things like they're a bell curve, okay? If you name anything, any type of personality trait. There's a point on the bell curve that if you're too low, that's bad. And if you're too high, that's bad. So uh, obsessive compulsive. Yep. Okay. If you are the opposite of obsessive compulsive, you're on that far left side of the bell curve, your success rate in life, mm-hmm. your avail- availability to others to do things is very low. Right. Right. So right. as you start creeping up that curve, you you st- start to see other things that are very positive 
and they can make you, you know, you might make a, a better, a better spouse, a better professional, right? Because right? you, you're paying attention to details. Right, right. But now let's go up over the mean and then start sliding down that that right side of the slope. Okay. And obsessive compulsiveness can overtake your ability to function. Yes. So we took something that that you you really need to be a person. And now we've pushed it all the way to the limit to now it's it's actually yeah, a to disease. Be successful. State. Yeah. 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 So so yeah. on the way so so you have right. to be so we can say the same thing about being sympathetic. Yeah. Or or right. more importantly, like em- empathetic, like feeling feeling other sure. if you're sure. if you if you have no empathy, you're a psychopath. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But if you have or so a much jerk. Yeah. Well that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's just prior to psychopath is jerk. That's right. And then if you have too much empathy you may be frozen that you can't do anything because you're so worried about how it makes somebody else feel. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so that's why, you know, we, we have to put all the personality traits together sure. with where do you fit on that curve right. and, and what, what, what right. really kind of brings you down. Well, I know we're running out of time on this segment, Dr. Mark, but the question is, can you change your personality? Is that possible? And again, we're talking about type A at this point. And, you know, type A people seem to be, as you mentioned earlier, stressed out, Mm -hmm. a little more hostile, and maybe even a little socially isolated because of the expectations that they demand for people around them. Is that capable of being changed? 100%. 100%. And, And I think, more importantly, you can see some of the traits in a type A personality that that are innately good and the ones that are innately bad. And when you identify those traits and you're you're sort of changing that whole the definition, but yeah, you can absolutely change those things. When we come back, Dr. Mark, we're going to continue this discussion on personality types and we're going to talk about the more laid back personality. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. And see, Larry, this is why I wanted to do this subject first, because I think it's going to take the entire show. It may. <laughs> we haven't even finished type A, and unfortunately, we don't have to go to type Z. So we're That's okay right. there. We're That's okay right. There. We'll There's only some... three or four types. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's what's next? We're going to talk about, we, so we, we sort of identified some of the health risks of, of the classic type A type personality. Type A personality, yeah. I think, you know, we agree that there are ways to manage that, to focus on which areas of that, that personality are really giving the big thing. So yeah. how do you practice coping and stress management. That's really I mean, interesting. That, yeah. So, yeah. so, so you're looking at 
what how are these behaviors affecting your ability to function around stress and how to de-stress yourself so so that if you're type a and the messaging here is you know not putting everybody in one box Right. Because, you know, it's, there are a lot of a lot of sweeping generalizations here. But if you tend to be more on that type A side, you need yeah. to recognize these things. You need to sit down and go, you know, what is my stress? And, what, and what everybody's not like me, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, what, how do I how do I diminish? First, you identify, maybe even admit that there's stress. Because, I mean, a lot right. of right. type A people will say things like, well, I thrive on stress. Mm-hmm. I live for stress. I eat stress for breakfast, right? And I don't think that's yeah, true. That, but, no, yeah. not, you know, even if that's the attitude, that's it not a very the, healthy attitude. That's right. That's not and a that's healthy, really what we're talking about that's today, exactly right? right? But, you know, someone once said, Dr. Mark, and I really like this comment, be a cheerleader and an encourager, not a critic, that we have enough of those in the world already. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I mean, that, again, that is a nice place to be. That is a nice place to be, but mm-hmm. I would say that's across the board. That doesn't really because the that's type right. A, that yeah, yeah, necessarily that type, type A's, yeah. but anybody, yeah. yeah. But but and and the the fact of identifying your stressors and figuring ways to get around it is good for anyone because it doesn't yep. matter what your personality type is, you will be exposed to stress, and if yes. it's if yes. if it's more the norm than the exception. Mm-hmm. It can affect your health. So let's talk about some coping mechanisms for stress management, Dr. Mark. Okay. You know, one of the things that uh, they talk about is if you're that stressed and you're socially isolated, go out and meet some friends. Get away from your problems and try and sit down and have a social conversation. Yeah. And again, with this, that we've gotten away from that that personality type and yep. just identifying, yep. you know, what, what has our isolation during COVID-19 done? Right. You right. know, it's really increased the stress amongst, you know, across the board. Um, You know, we talk about, I think we might even talk about introverts later. Okay. But there were, there were some uh, articles out there on, you know, how, how this isolation affected introverts. Yes. Because the introverts are more naturally drawn to isolation. Yes. But they're already isolated. But but this was forced isolation. Right. And that, that, that really complicates things because if that's your go-to, and but you also don't like to be pushed into a corner. Then you had one good, one bad, right? So right. it sort of balances right. out. But, but you know, I think uh, when we talk about that isolation, evidently one of the biggest components of that isolation during COVID is it affected teenagers, Doctor Mark. Yes, yeah, because they were used to being out there and being yeah. social, and yeah. and again, yeah. not all of them, but but the but majority, a good majority of them. Of them. Well, yeah. it's, it's a it's a developmental stage in life where you're really learning how to become part of society. And there are a lot of folks that are they're concerned about, yep. you know, is this going to take a a group, not a generation, but right. is it going to take a group and really affect how they go on to that next level? Right. And I would say if you took and divided, you know, we're, today we're talking about personalities. If we talked about just age groups and what were the important developmental milestones that happened at different age groups and how does forced isolation affect them, we're about to see. Yes. Because there'll, there'll be lots of papers out on that, Larry. You mark my word. We're, oh. we're going to be, for, for the next decade, we're going to be talking about the last couple of years. We are. And, and, and you're right. And it's, it's going to get old. The endemic, if yeah. you would. Yeah, right. Not yeah. the pandemic. Right. The endemic. Right. It's going to continue. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing, Dr. Mark, when we talk about moving from type A to type B, which is a little more laid back, right. technically, according to psychologists, type B personalities are a little less stressed and a little less competitive. What right. do you think about that? Well, again, I think that this is a dramatic overreaching of classifying 
it's trying to put everybody in two groups in a bucket, and there yeah. are not two groups. That's this right. is a complete spectrum of type A personality traits yep. going towards the whatever the other the opposite of type A is, and so it, it's almost as if if you're not a type A, and you've dropped some of those negative pieces of being you know stressed and being aggressive, then you're a type B. But it's really just not that simple. It's just it's kind of a way to describe people, and it's been a very much overused term yes. uh, when people describe each other because you can't dumb it down to to two letters. Yep. You can't classify them that way. Right. But but what you can say is if you're if you're moving from the left to the right, you know, in this in this personality curve, that there are some real health benefits. Be and mm-hmm. the and the number one connection between the differences are is your stress level right. and your sort of your intensity level. Yeah, and it talks about type Bs focus on the positive, and that's a good thing. It is, but so, but again, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm 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 like liking this article yeah. left. That's right. Left that's every right. time we we go to the next thing because yep. that's just too much of a generalization. It is. It, what I'm really hearing is what types of behavior are better for your health. Right. 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 And and because I I I can imagine listeners out there going. Well, you know, my spouse is a serious type A, and I'm <laughs> going right. to go lay this on yeah. he or she full bore. And they need to change and get more yeah. laid back. You, I can hear that now. And and and, and <laughs> so th- so then you're classifying yourself as a type B, that's but you right. don't, you're not really sounding like a type B when no. you're getting that aggressive. That's right. So that's so right. let's you know sort of very get, good point, you know, Doctor Mark. Sort of sort of lay that out. Well, let's and, talk about another one. People they call them people pleasers. I'd call it type C. <laughs> people that are eager to please, that are accommodating. And conforming to just about anybody else, I would call these people non-leaders, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, again, they're people pleasers. They're mm-hmm. clearly not fitting in that Type A personality, right? Does someone with a Type A personality never please anyone? No. What we're saying here is right. this is their go-to, their main main way that they they really get positive things yeah. out of life. Right? Is they're going to help out? So they could be leaders. I, I tell you, yeah. I, I had I was a had a really uh, a, a deep dive leadership course a few years back. Gosh, now it's been more than a few. It's been about six years. And uh, one of the things that we discussed was who could be leaders. And okay. so according to the old dogma. It's a great question. Yeah, you have to be type A to be a leader. Right. And that is completely false. Okay. That's because, a myth. Because yep. you can be a people pleaser. You can be an introvert. But the key is recognizing that that might not be the best characteristic of being a leader. So you need to work on that piece of it. Let's say yeah. if you're the, the example that was given uh, in this course was, okay, let's say you're a, you're, you're a big introvert, right? Okay. And you get this new job and you're, you're running a large organization. Okay. And somebody comes into your office and, uh, you know, you've been there a little while to say, say somebody in your executive group says, hey, I got tickets to the ball game. I'd like you to join me. So you're an introvert. There's no way you're going. That's right. You got to go. So you got to go. You need to recognize that my go-to response here is, oh, you know, I'm too busy. I've got other things I have to do. But the right thing to do to lead is to be involved. Right. So, so just the point being, if you recognize that you're a people pleaser, and maybe sometimes people want to ha- have a little more direction mm-hmm. than they do want you just being happy right. about what they're doing, then yeah. then you can still lead. But, you know, being an introvert and leading a company, I'm not sure how you would ever get to the helm of a company being an introvert and trying to convince your board of directors that you're the guy for the job. Right. But see, but but you're doing exactly what this article is doing. Yep. You're pigeonholing. I am. Right. Yep. So, so that introvert recognizing 
that this is a trait that I have. This right. is my natural, right. but I can work around it right. and I have to. But because, I can change okay, I my can personality change. Right, exactly. when I need to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, learning a new language when you, you're dropped dropped into a foreign country. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that, that you've, you have right. to do in order to survive and be successful. Right. Very interesting. So that, that sort of plays out. Yep. Now, you know, introverts uh, can, like from a medical standpoint, there's really not a lot of data that's going to say if you're an introvert, you're going to live longer, you're going to live less long. I mean, there's not a lot of information about that because it yep. all depends on how it plays into that that's stress right. bubble. That's right. You know? and, and I would say, depending on your personality, what's your hypertension level? What's your blood pressure level? What's your heart rate level? And if things that upset you create those levels to go up, then you need to do something about it. Right, right. No, you do. You, you, know? have, you have to yeah. recognize it. You, you have, have to, to recognize, recognize it. it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that's, that's... not in this article, but that no. makes sense. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and it's not... It, it re- has really become a discussion on, on looking at all these traits and recognizing that we ha- all have some of these traits. Yes. Right. Um, yes. An extrovert isn't always an extrovert. That's right. You know, and again, if it is, if they're 100 percent and they can never get away from that, then that becomes sort of a pathologic change yep. there yep. that has to be yep. drawn back. Yep. But so you sort of take all these things and create a balance. And so that that's why when I when I see the personality classifications, I'm so mm-hmm. resistant yep. in that you're everybody. We're all, we're all on a spectrum. That's right. We're all on a spectrum. That's but right. but I still have to stand by your statement that. That you want your uh, you want your cardiac surgeon to be a little bit you. more uh, OCD, that's if you right. will, that's right. and uh, that's right. and and watching things that, right. than not. Right. But at the same time, can they be really charismatic and be an extrovert? Right. Well, sure they can. Yep. You know, we got one more, Doctor Mark, before we go to break, and that's worry warts, yeah, or worry warts, yeah. or neurotics. If you'd call it, no. You see, you're you're, you're like sucked into this article, man. <laughs> is that crazy? Yeah, yeah. That that is that's again. I think that is the balance of okay. Type A stress is seems to be like an active. Um, you're putting yourself out there in front of these situations. You're setting your job goals really high. You're really drawn in that stress right. whereas a worry wart if uh, what a terrible what a terrible I'm not term sure that's that a legal is. term yeah, or yeah, a awful, medical term just awful <laughs> is is really looking at you know whether or not the sky is falling okay exactly. everything that happens is something to worry about yeah the glass is half empty yeah. so i don't yeah. think it would surprise anyone to say that that's not good for your health either right yep. that that you have to find some type of place where you can get out in the clear and know things are going to be okay yep. and yep. and i would say that Again, tying this back to what the world has been through in the last couple of years, people yep. are yep. at a sense of higher baseline stress. Yep. And if their go-to is to worry about the details, it's going gonna, it's gonna to yep. create yep. more stress. Yep. It's going to make them more introverted. And, and our yep. message would be, you know, this is, this is where the, the increase in access to uh, mental health evaluations has been so important during the pandemic is that, you know, we can really get people to get out there, look for answers and improve their health long-term. Don't stress out about being stressed because that's, you know, that keeps going. Understand that this is a lifelong issue and, you know, you, 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 it's, it's a long game here, Larry. I mean, it's, it's not all about, you know, I can't ever get worked up about anything. You know, my favorite, uh, football team loses loses a big game 
I, I can get I can get excited about it for a bit, of course. But you got to be but able then to you come gotta back let to it center, go. Right? That's right. That's so right. I think we talk about it when we talk about yeah. politics, when we talk about health, we talk about balance, yep. and this this goes right back to it. Is we we're talk we're talking about balance, Doctor Mark. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about personality traits, and we're going to just hit hit on a couple more a part D personality type B person D is it dog? No such thing. We'll be right. right back. Okay. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we have been talking about personality traits and how they affect your health. And we're going to jump into this uh, type D personality, which which is, I'm telling you, this is just made up, Larry. 1996, characterized as distress traits, such as being more prone to negative emotions and lack of self-expression, stress, depression, anxiety, anger, loneliness. I, you know, that goes right back to what we talked know, about earlier, yeah, Dr. Mark, is know, that you exactly. got that in any kind of type of personality. Right. And, and I think yep. that that is the key here. The key is, is there is no one description of any one individual that fits yep. the personality type. That's right. There is a caricature of all of these. You know, you can almost imagine how someone would draw out a type A and a type D in a room. But the reality is we need to recognize the emotions and activities that affect our health. Right. And that's really the whole purpose right, of this conversation. Right. Dr. So Martin. stress yeah. and anxiety can come in a lot of different forms. They, you know, one, one, and the, it can be very different than the other. Right. Uh, it can be, it can be created by, by truly pushing yourself to do things, pushing you beyond a, beyond a comfortable limit. Yep. It can be caused by, just being concerned and worried and seeing what's happening and just feeling, just absorbing all of that. So the end result of both of those are that chronic exposure to this negativity can actually yep. affect your health. And, and there is, there's yep. fact, there's factual basis for that, that statement. Yep. And, and that, that go away is, you know, get, figure out who you are. And, and not only figure out who you are, you know, it's stated that, most people in America can count their real friends on one hand. Other people are more uh, generous and having many, many, many relationships, and they, they work on that and build that. Mm-hmm. But think about it. If you've basically got less than five friends that you could call true, loyal friends, then are any of those friends hurting you, hurting your psyche? 
Is it a cancer you need to cut out of your life? Oh, okay. you see now, where I'm now, going with this? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know why, yeah. but yeah, now now I'm starting to worry. Yeah, well, I yeah. would also say that 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 groups that have smaller friend groups might they may have more intensity and more absolutely more positive effect. Whereas yep. if yep. you know if you're the person that goes out there and and this this happens a lot, somebody comes like, man, oh, I didn't realize that they were having any problems with stress. Or they have so many friends. Well. These friends have a very shallow relationship, and I don't mean like they're yeah. being shallow. I'm just saying yeah. that I, I know your name, I know what you do for a living, yeah. I know what you like, is and not that's friends. it. Yeah. Now, if yeah. I have a problem that I want to talk out, do do I go to you? No, I, you're not that kind of friend, right? right? Right. So we all need people to do that. And you're exactly. right. If you hang around with people that are involved in activities that aren't healthy, yep, that's going to draw you down as well. So, I mean, to your point, yep. yeah, yep. you, you want to def- definitely examine that. But Great. but I, I don't think our hourly rate covers our ability to give that kind of advice. <laughs> no, it so doesn't. I, yeah, so I think, you know, <laughs> so I think we can uh, move on. We, we answered yep. all those those five yep, listeners we that did. contacted we you. Did. Now, now I hope they recontact us and tell us we're, if they were disappointed yeah, or not. We're probably going to get some calls on this one, Dr. Yeah, Mark. we probably will. Probably will. Ho- hopefully some yeah. good ones. Might be some. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we've got some new ER data that I want to talk about today. And uh, this data is for the U.S. It just came out recently. And just to start it off, Dr. Mark, there are 143 million ER visits in America last year. 143 million. So almost uh, – Half a visit per person. Well, actually, the way they break that down is 40 ER visits per 100 people in America. That's a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, about about half. Yeah, about About half, half. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And and what's interesting, only 35 million of those 143 million ER visits were injury-related visits that actually need to go to the hospital. Gotcha. So the other were minor yeah. or just uh, complaints. Yeah. How did they look at that? Was it whether they were admitted or was it more more important than that? Well, more, more than well, actually, when you look at that and take it one step further, if you look at the ER visits that were actually admitted to a critical care or an ICU mm-hmm. of those 143 million, only two and a half million of those patients. Oh wow, that's wow. a very low number. Right. I mean, and and of course. That doesn't surprise you and I because we, we look at the insurance data. And we see the and, cost and, involved yeah, in and, all and this. And you see yep. that, I mean, that's one of our metrics. Like if you go to an ER and they send you home, the greatest likelihood yep. Yep. was that you didn't need to go to an ER, right? Right, right. That's right. And and the other thing, of that $143 million, only $20 million of those patients were actually admitted. Yes, that's an interesting yeah, number. So, now, yeah. again, you got so, this so twenty-three ICU, hour stay yeah, yeah. and all this, but true admissions: twenty million out of one hundred forty-three ER visits. Yeah, one hundred forty-three million. Forty-three million yep. ER visits. Yep. No, that's. I mean, again, that might surprise listeners, but doesn't surprise us at all. Right? I not mean, at all. That, not at all. And and that represents a huge piece of the expenditure in our healthcare huge. system. Yep. That yep. that we can. So, so when that doesn't happen, okay, we talk about this a lot. We talk about what it costs and who it costs. So yep. if if we were just focusing on directing people to ER and getting that number down, not the number of admissions mm-hmm. down, right? But getting the number of send them home down. Well, use your primary affect? care, use urgent care. Right. Don't go to the expensive, most expensive delivery, which is the ER. Right, right. And I'll tell you one more thing that caught my my eye. Forty-three percent of that hundred and forty-three million patients actually was seen by a physician for less than fifteen minutes in the ER. 
for more than 15 minutes. Yeah. For, for like, yeah. Yeah. So fewer most, than, most, few, fewer most than 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What does that say? I mean, that's a, that's a high dollar dollar fee for, you know, not for 15 yeah, minutes. For 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could make $3,500 in 15 minutes. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But, fair you enough. know, Congress has continually looked at the overuse and inappropriate use of ERs for non-emergent care. But yet the industry, the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. continues to see large numbers of people using the ER for primary care. So when we break down, like we look in our community, we have a lot of options. Right. We, we have do. a lot. We have a lot of ERs. We do. But we also have a lot of urgent care. A lot of urgent care. We a lot of freestanding ERs. A lot of, lot of primary ERs care yep. docs that stay open late, stay open on the weekends. Yep. yep. So how does this pan out in small town America? Are they more, they've got the a community hospital. And, they, and, and that may it. be it. Yeah, that may yep. be it. That may be yeah, it. That would yeah. be a really good question when we talk to some of the national folks of the insurance yeah. companies. Mm-hmm. Because are we looking at data? Maybe that's why it baffles us so much. Yep. But but the data that we look at at IPN is local That's right. data. That's right. And we That's did right. see an increase yeah. in visits to the emergency room this and past year. And we've also impacted that sure. by proactively working with our patients outside the hospital yes. to prevent ER presentations. Yep. yep. And that, and that's we've really, made a big yeah. impact. That, on and that's really the yep. difference. You've got to have a level of administration that kind of redirects patients and families and lets them know where they need to go. What's the, what's the safe answer? Because if anybody calls up and says, you know, I'm, I'm having this kind of problem, the go-to yeah. for, for decades and decades has been, well, you need to go to the ER. That's right. You know, and That's so, right. so that, that has gotten to this new level, but now there are, there are absolutely options, but the families and patients have to feel safe when they're making that call. If they choose not to go to the yeah, ER. Right. That's right. Well, not to go to the ER, yeah. but go to urgent care. Yeah. I mean, or you, wait you, till you first, can see your primary yeah. care if it's a Saturday night. Right. I mean, it's it's always amazed yeah. me when I have patients that come in and I look through their records and they're in for a completely elective visit, right? Right. And they literally called the ambulance to go to the ER wow. to be sent home to come see a doctor in two weeks. Jeez. And, and I mean, that's really... But that's our culture. It is. I mean, is it is it a liability based culture? I mean, I don't know where well, where we it can a get it. Defense medicine based situation. Well, the the uh, no, the no. patients making the choice. Right, right. It has nothing yeah, to do with that's the, right. the, that's It right. doesn't have to do with the delivery yeah. system. It has to do with if someone calls nine one one and an ambulance shows up. Now the pressure is on that that paramedic EMT right, right. to make a decision, and they may look and go, oh, this this person has not got anything wrong with them, but are they willing, capable, or right. instructed to say, you can stay home? And they do. They, they do. do. Sometimes yeah. they do, and, yeah. but that's going to be on an individual basis, yep. and they're taking, they're taking a little bit of risk, but yep. the system needs but that. But there's, there's a couple things happening in the insurance world that maybe it will impact this. Mm-hmm. As you know, Dr. Mark, ER copays, if you're not admitted, continually decline. Yep. They were used to be at fifty bucks. Now they're at two fifty to three hundred. And I believe before you, the end, you're going to see a five hundred dollar copay to the ER if you weren't admitted. Right, right. No, I think there'll be a penalty. Yeah, phase. I think so. And then eighty percent of ER visits, if they're unnecessary, the difference in the cost thirty five hundred dollars for an average average ER visits versus one hundred and fifty dollars for urgent care primary care, the difference of one hundred and sixteen million people 
represents over $400 billion right. in cost savings if people can begin to understand. I don't need to go out of right. the ER every right, time right. I get a bad cold. That that makes perfect sense. And I think the, the, the problem with the copay is there's two very large groups that don't have copay. That's right. And so the right. government-sponsored coverage... Yep. Is going to get crushed. Medicaid and chip. Yep, it yep. won't. It That's won't right. matter because you know yep. they're they're gonna they're gonna end out and you know Medicare and mm-hmm. to some extent can, yep. can get away without big copays. So now I'm not saying I mean that they have copays, but just co-pays. understanding yep. that the there's probably yep. a mismatch yep. mismatch in utilization between government covered. Right. But even in a Medicare program, if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan, your you copay is going to be copay. 250. Yeah, you got And if copay. you're in Medicare straight Medicare, you can have a 20% copay if you yeah. don't have a supplement. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But they but no one knows that. That's right. So then so then That's you know right. it's fun because we we kind of get back to all the all the topics that we've talked about for the yep. last 91 yep. shows. Yep. This is the show number 91. I, I believe think. it is, yeah. So all the all the past ninety shows we've talked about things like the 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 huge debt you know the yep. the, the four point six trillion dollars yep. yep. so now when you start talking about saving a couple hundred billion dollars four hundred billion yeah, yeah so just in so, one so that element that of actually, healthcare yeah that actually takes a notch out of that ridiculously sure high does. number that's getting yep. getting higher but add to that okay now we look at people yep. who come in let's say they've got straight Medicare. And they got a twenty percent copay, and they're going to pay twenty percent of an average bill of thirty five hundred dollars, and they're not going to be able to pay it. Now that contributes yep. to the medical debt that's out there, and we've had we've done multiple shows where we talk about medical debt. Yep, we have. So this it's it's that's why it's so hard, Larry. It's all connected. We've got all these pieces and yep. of the puzzle to work with, and until we figure out yep. this the, the the secret weapon here, yep. We're going to see that number of, of healthcare expenditure go up exactly every year. But we're going to continue talking about this, Dr. Mark. We're going to talk about a couple other things to close this ER topic up. And then we're going to talk about the big ways that employers are changing their healthcare benefits in 2023. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. The truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have find, uh, found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones here at the Healthcare Now studios. We've got our fourth segment to lay out today, Larry. Yep. And then we can take our type A personalities and go home. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, let's talk just a minute. You know, we were talking about that $400 billion yes, savings right. in ER. There's another big savings. You talk about chunks of healthcare savings. Yep. Uh, 
There are 9 billion prescriptions written a year in America. 9 billion. And 35% of those prescriptions are never even taken, representing another 350 billion in cost savings of pharmacy cost. Now, you take the 400 billion and the 350 billion, Dr. Mark. Let's call it 800 billion. That's a third of a trillion dollars. Yes. No, it's more a than two thirds of a trillion, yeah, yeah. three fourths of a trillion yeah, dollars. Go. Yeah, God, the math, Larry, the math. You, I can't you, keep you, up with you, it. That was your ma- oh I my know. gosh. Anyway, three fourths of a million, do- a trillion dollars. Well, I tell you what, it, we're, we're really we're creeping up on a trillion. We we're are creeping up on. We it. are, and and that was sort of the goals of the show is to yep. recognize where the money goes, where the money goes, and yep. and if we only look at waste, yep. we're we're already right. chipping away. Right. Chipping away. And, and, yeah, you know. and before we get into our next segment, I just want to throw one more thing out there. Okay. I know we don't get into political stuff, but CMS just announced that for hospital systems, the highest cost of health care and the way you can access health care, they're giving them a $2.6 billion rate increase in 2023. Whoa. Yeah. Now, why do we keep feeding the beast, Dr. Mark? Isn't it's, that a good? It's contracting. It is. It's contracting. Right. It's just like, you know, it's just like lobbyists. Yeah. You know, the, the insurance companies have to play ball with the hospitals because at the end of the day, every insurance company yep. needs to have access to the hospital. Well, you know how so. they negotiated this? Inflation rates. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. No, I would yeah. say. But so they, they there's a hospital lobby and there's that that yearly or every five year negotiation that the hospitals go yep. through. I mean, how many times? I would say our listeners are all very familiar when their cable company goes to drop ESPN. Right. You hear about it. Right? I'm actually thinking about yeah, that myself. You, you hear about it, right? <laughs> but but when the but when they when they come back and they say, "Hey, you know, we're we're no longer contracted with as of this date," what happens? They get an uprising of people like, "Well, I'm going to drop your service if you don't do it." So so there's this pressure by the consumers to make sure they do it. That's right. Well. It's it's kind of the same thing here where if the hospital association goes in and says, listen, you need us, and if you drop us, this is what's going to happen. But the change happens yep. is yep. the consumers don't step step up and say, you're paying them too much. That's right. You know, we need That's to right. back down because I need yep. to be able to afford this, this That's insurance. Right. That's right. And at some point, that voice yep. could be heard. Unfortunately, that's not where the dollars are. And And, and our – neighborhood here in our community dr mark Mm -hmm. having a two hospital system in your insurance plan is what everything is required our 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 community requires that yes yes i mean it it, it does it it does and and, but they do but they do in tiers right they may not they may say we go to both but if you go here it's going to be this copay and if you go there there's not going to be any copay that's right and so they're still driving driving the business and and figuring that out yeah you know, we've got uh, something else we're going to talk about before we end the show today. One of our favorite research groups, the Advisory Board, mm-hmm. did a survey on large, medium, and small employers and how they're changing their health care benefits for 2023. Now, we're only in August, early August, but people are already going to be seeing by October how their benefits are going to change through their employer health programs beginning in 2023 dr mark okay and it was found that two-thirds of employers surveyed by advisory board said they would be making changes to their uh benefits because of the double digit rate increases that they're getting every year all right so this is looking at both employers that have 
some of the self-funded and commercial funded. Both. Both. Okay. Both. Okay. Yeah, good. Both. You get it. Yeah. Now you. the self-funded obviously has much more flexibility in how they can design their benefits. But the bottom line is uh, it's about improving affordability. And in reality, if you're looking at a, if you're a small employer with a hundred employees and you're paying, uh, you know, up to 50% of your bottom line on healthcare benefits, and you come in with a 23% increase for next year, you're looking to cut that premium. And right. the only way you're doing it is cutting benefits and increasing co-pays to your employees and right. families. That's the only way you can do it. That's right. Right. Or narrow networks, maybe. Well, it, yeah, if, if the insurance company looks at that and says, okay, we That's can right. literally save money doing yep. that, and then that comes back and bites them in the rear if it doesn't work. Yep. And then you know, you're in the same bucket the next year. Yeah. And then when you think about labor, as you know, there's been a labor shortage now more companies are looking at actually offering benefits for their hourly and their lower income workers. Wow. I mean, I, I wonder if they're going to change their hourly rate. Because right now, if you're a per right. diem employee, you're going to get yep. paid more. That's because right. You, don't, you cost them less. That's right. That's now, right. I've, I've always wondered, though, when you look at that, is that dollar amount difference equivalent to, to what it really to cost what, you. Yeah, would really yeah. cost you. Probably not. Yeah, and yeah. so so that's 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 a piece. Or if they if these uh, per diem employees are actually like travelers mm-hmm. that that work through a third yeah. party, then they're paying the third party way more money than they would be paying a full time yeah. employee. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And you know the next one is addressing health disparities in groups that are considered underrepresented healthcare wor- or work not healthcare workers but any workers. Right. In America. And again, uh, we're not going to get into the political side of that, but uh, we all know that health inequity and health disparity in America is on the tongues of just about every politician sure. in America today and even every healthcare worker. Yeah, no, I think that's yep. I think that's absolutely yep. true. I mean, yep. we're talking about all the uh, social determinants of health. We're talking yep. about yep. different groups, uh, different makeup groups racially. I mean, it's 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 definitely something that is going to be in the conversation. Yep. And I would say, you know, learning about how a company deals with this kind of tells you where you want to work. What, what's the, is it Glassdoor? Is that the name of that uh, evaluation tool for corporations? I believe it where, is. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so if is. you look yeah. on Glassdoor, these are one of the things that has they have to address. Um, so if you're looking to, you know, I'm going to get hired by this company or that company, you know, how do I feel about it? And right. how they address disparities... And discrimination, uh, this is a good way to look at it because it if, is. if they want to ignore that it's an issue on healthcare coverage, what else are they going to ignore? Exactly. You know? Well, you know, it's. I think the pandemic changed the leverage of an employee to an employer dramatically over the last couple of years, Doctor Martin. Well, I mean, they certainly started started seeing people disappear in the impl- in the workforce, yep. and so yeah, you you have to you need and to, to bring them, you back, need to bring them back. You got to yeah. offer them more. Yeah, ab- yeah. or. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I think in, in healthcare, it's just yep. been horrendous. They can't bring them back. Money's yep. not buying them back. Yep. You know, it's, you know, I know one school system here in central Florida, which is one of the larger ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I won't give the County, but they offer no dependent coverage, meaning employee contributed. And the other one offers significant dependent employee contri- contribution. So if I, Mom, a working mom mm-hmm. has two kids, and she adds them to her health policy. Right. It's going to be half their paycheck each month. Oh wow! Who can they, afford that? They, they, don't, they don't cover it. Yeah. No. So yeah. so then now the kids are on the open market, right? Or have no health insurance or right. dental insurance, right? And and all the 
care that they need. Well, I mean, people start doing that math and realizing that it's costing them money to yep. have a job. Yep. I mean, is that how ridiculous does that sound? That's right. right. So, so because if they didn't have a job, then they could get Medicaid coverage. That's right. Now they don't or have children's health insurance yeah. program. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's really yeah that 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 is a a real stress on our system yep. to see how that yep. plays out. But I think more and more employers are looking at more family friendly benefits and supporting the dependents in these uh, in these different plans. And again, as you know, there are more and more large employers. If you've got over a hundred employees today, you want to take a look at self insured, Doctor Mark. You do because you know. all these things that we're talking about are all great. But they are all expensive. That's right. And if the company's bottom line, I mean, it, it's really a challenge. It's, it's hard to be a, a business owner. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in this in this market, there's so much competition. There are, there are lots and lots of people that aren't employed. That's right. uh, but there's more and more people that are choosing to be That's not right. employed. Yep. And so if we if we're going to get employees, you're right. We're having to raise the bar. And it I I don't know. I don't know where the balance is going to come back. I mean, I think some companies can, they've been, they've been living in the profit center for long enough that they can handle this, but it is definitely uh, creating a new normal area. Yeah. You know, you're right. And you know, Dr. Mark, the new numbers just came out. There are now 88 million people in the U S enrolled in Medicaid and the chip program. And there are now 64 million people enrolled in Medicare with 29 million of those in a Medicare Advantage plan, meaning the private insurance. So that's up to the 64 million. It's up from about 60 million. Yeah, from 60, yeah. okay. And the Medicaid and CHIP is up from 80 million to 88 million. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then the ACA now includes 24 million enrolled, but with a 75% of those members getting some kind of a government subsidy, up to significant portion of those and yes. i think the yep. question there is dr how long, Martin, how long can we, yeah how long can we afford that well i mean i think we're, we're looking at printing money already and exactly. uh and and I, i'm as concerned with what happens when that goes away right. so so right. out of that 24 million that are getting significant care so they it was two-thirds yeah. of them are getting significant support right? right so if we drop down and that number drops back down to where it was under 10 million mm-hmm. And the other ones are going to end out in that chip bucket and the uninsured bucket. Yep, yep. You know, you know Medicare represents about $1.2 trillion right now. And that number may be a little higher with these increased numbers of the $4 trillion we have in health care today. But it's interesting, Dr. Mark, this is a staggering number. 5% of Medicare beneficiaries represent and consume 50% of the overall total Healthcare cost in Medicare. Wow. That's 5%. 5%. 50, 5 to 50. Huh? 5 to 50. I mean, is that sort of related to like the majority of your healthcare costs occur in the first six months and the last six months of your life? Well, no, I think it's more about managing chronic illnesses or maybe not managing chronic yeah, illnesses right. and ending up in an acute care environment. Yeah, absolutely. How do yeah. we get a handle on that? No, that's that that really has to be figured out. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's I mean I think that that's the story of medicine in general that we look at these huge numbers Larry yep. and we talk about this when we talk about medications, right? Yes. So we say that like 85% of all expenditures on medications are like 10 medications. Right. So I mean right. I think that's No, not I think 10%, you're right. Yeah, 7 10. to 10. Yeah. 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 So so how the, that is the low hanging fruit. These Big numbers are. That's where 
the smartest thinkers in Washington need to be thinking. And uh, some might call that uh, an irony that I'm talking about smart thinkers, Washington, but we won't go there to close out the show. But but that, that we don't that, make this yeah, a political show, right. Doctor Mark. That's so, why we don't talk about it, it. It does it all by itself. What can you say? That's right. But but yeah, I think that that's that's how. If you're looking at this great nation as a business, and very much it is, you know, that those are the places that the the executive of that business needs to be looking. Exactly. Right. And you have right. to look at. Where it's the low-hanging fruit, right. and how can we fix it? And what's important, Dr. Mark, is we're still the greatest nation in the world sure. the greatest healthcare system in the and, world. And, and by another 90 shows, and we'll have it all figured out. That's right. See you next week, Dr. Mark. Next week, sir. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.